You're watching My Fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, keep clapping. Yes, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Clap if you believe. How would we know that you believe if you stopped clapping? Welcome to My Fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. Thank you so much for joining me on this Wednesday, the, I think the 12th. Wednesday the 12th. Thank you for joining me on Wednesday the 12th. Thank you. I'm being told in my ear that it is Wednesday the 12th. Thank you so much, assistant. I am so glad to have you with us tonight on Wednesday. This is a Muddied Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube. Check us out on the old check us out on instagram check us out on itunes we are on twitter we are on periscope right now we are simulcasting on facebook youtube and periscope check us out on i think i already said itunes check us out there as well don't my uh, computer is uh, notifying me i don't thank you thank check us out all over the place muddy waters media we are everywhere check us out on muddiedwatersoffreedom.com check us out everywhere as always, I would like to thank Kroger for my delicious purified drinking water that I drink on this and many of the episodes of My Fellow Americans. Bula Vanaka. Nope. The intro and outro music that I play on this and every episode of My Fellow Americans is from the talented Mr. Joe Davi, J-O-D-A-V-I. Check him out on SoundCloud and on Facebook. You can go on his Bandcamp 
It's like joedavimusic.bandcamp.com, I think. Buy all of his music. I don't need to be notified of messages. Thank you. Um, check out Joe Davi. Shout out to Tehran Turks, his mom and him. Guys, I am so excited to have my, my guest tonight. He is someone I look up to quite a bit. In fact, he's one of the biggest factors in my chart starting the show to begin with. Uh, I first heard of him in 2015, and I've been a big fan ever since. Um, he is well-known in libertarian and conservative circles uh, for his principal commitment. I mean this, by the way, even though I'm reading it. Uh, for his principal commitment to his faith and his ideological beliefs. He's the <laughs> I'm getting laughed at while I'm, while I'm doing this. Uh, uh, he's the co-founder of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Uh, he is a contributor to Rare, the Libertarian Republic, and other publications. He is a recipient of the Rare Under 40 Award. Yes, he is also a very dear and close friend of mine, and I am so excited to have him on with me tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to my fellow Americans, the beautiful and talented Mr. Mohammed Shaker. Mohammed, thank you so much for joining the show. Hey, thank you so much. Shalom, brother. Shalom alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum shalim. I don't know how to do it in Jewish. Shalom back. We kept it simple. Um, And... <laughs> Yeah, so I'm so pumped at this is the most Semite heavy episode in the history of my fellow Americans. I know. A Jew and a Muslim. This so is this gonna is, be interesting. This is now I'd say I'm a good twenty percent Semite. So this is a seventy percent Semite show. Yeah. That, and I'm yeah. I'm very excited about that. Or no, but wait, like no, it was like no, I was, I was saying like twenty, that'd be ten percent in the total. You're an Ashkenazi. So you're Ashkenazi. Right. Ashkenazi. So it's, I'm mildly Semitic. Yeah. I'm Semitic ish. You're you're a fake Jew. I'm a fake Jew. I'm you're the thirteenth tribe that wasn't welcomed. <laughs> the tribe that went to Belgium. Um, so <laughs> we're not going to do that. Um, where's the YouTube? Yes, YouTube. We're on YouTube. Um, hey, thanks for joining. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you. I I've, like I said, I've been a huge fan of yours, and I've never really gotten to talk with you about a lot of stuff. We just went straight into being friends, um, yeah. which is great. That's like uh, the best way to be friends yeah we just immediately became friends so um which is always fun but i have all these questions for you and i finally have you as a guest so i can ask you this the first first thing is i always ask all my question my my guests this is the first question how would you describe i mean we know you're a famous libertarian but how how would you describe your political beliefs like if you had to give it a label and would you say that like how would you say you got to those beliefs would you say it was like an aha moment or kind of a steady evolution or you know how would you describe that Oh, it was a steady evolution for sure. I would label myself, and I hate doing this, an anarcho-capitalist, just like you, probably. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, so it started with Ron Paul when I was deployed in Iraq. One of my good buddies, Garth Baumliner. He's a really, really large guy. Um, okay. He was a mechanic in my unit. Uh, he told me to watch Ron Paul, and that's when it started. I was like, aha, I like this Ron Paul guy. He's talking about weed or, you know, <laughs> not going to war all the time. Yeah, and uh, and then I joined the movement, you know, did Young Americans for Liberty stuff in college, uh, worked for the Leadership Institute for a bit, which is a conservative nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And then I, sl then I decided that, you know, the whole government using violence thing, I, I just took that to its ultimate uh, logical conclusion. Final conclusion that we've all you raised. Know, right, like, right. You know, like when I used, I used to be a regular libertarian, now I'm a, a 2.0 libertarian. You've joined the, the, the end zone with the rest of us and caps. 
And, yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, cool. And so, for anybody watching that doesn't know what the, we are, people joke about us. Uh, you know, wanting five-year-olds to be able to use heroin, which isn't something we talk about. <laughs> it's 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 not usually the first thing we lead with. Um, no, that or you know, legalizing nukes. Yes. For my, for my crazy uh what on earth has happened to my hair we don't talk about that either um yes yeah, so yeah we don't usually leave with the five-year-olds in the heroin um that you can buy with bitcoin um which is understandable uh but um but yeah i mean we we, we ultimately believe that if we believe that we have rights and 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 rights to property and they're inviolable then that would include government and so we kind of take it to that uncomfortable logical conclusion yeah exactly yeah right you know, even even regular libertarians, they joke taxation is theft, and it's like, yeah, all taxation, all all taxation, is all taxation. Yes, yeah, because yeah, I know some people, including the taxation is text one that somebody put on my wall earlier because oh, of the, yeah, the text the text station that's coming down the pike in California that should be fun. Yeah, it should um, be fun. It's just going to be everyone sending these massive text messages. What's going to happen is they're going to be like the Brazilians where they don't use regular phone services they just use whatsapp all day long and then the yeah that's how, that's how it is in the middle east too they you oh, know yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's all over the world really you start using whatsapp and uh like my mom uses uh goodbye matt uh one of the blondes in uh in my the local chapter here um okay. yeah he's leaving now um yeah my mom uses mom this app uses goodbye for... matt okay yeah yeah <laughs> That's an um, odd name for an Arabic app. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> how, how and she you? always calls her um, her 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 sisters and and uh, and you know my grandma when she was still alive uh, up until last year. Um, but yeah, you know, use you just start using data instead of um, the regular cellular services. Right. Which, exactly. Yeah, probably gonna end up dropping the prices for <laughs> the stuff since no one's using it. Well, that's the thing. And I mean, ultimately, it, it, it allows for more competition. And if government would get out of the way, we'd have much better services, which is ultimately what we believe. Um, now, speaking of the Middle East, which you are your, your parents are from, you also you fought in Iraq with the 82nd Airborne. And I, I've never actually got a chance to ask you this. What was your like, what would you say was your reason for joining the military? And, you know, what are your thoughts about, you know, the military now? Oh, yeah. Well, so. Uh, actually, this is, yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because this is where I diverge with, I'm going to say a majority of ANCAPs okay. really get on my nerves when it comes to the police and the military because although I'm against all war, you know, and although I really hate most of the laws that law enforcement officers have to enforce, Talking down to law enforcement and military like that, calling 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 uh, soldiers baby killers and and all that, like you're not winning anybody over with that. But they're not thinking from a, from the same way we are. You know, like we yeah, weren't. It's not, it's not good messaging at the very least, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we weren't born and caps. Neither. <laughs> <were. laughs> so you got you got to take it easy on them and explain why you're anti-war, why you don't like the idea of the military. You right, know, right why you don't like certain things that, that law enforcement enforces. Not that all of it is bad because they have to enforce murder and rape, you know? So not everything is bad about cops. Yeah, yeah no. And we actually, I talked about, who was it this, I, that I talked about? That if someone came to me and said, hey, you know, did you hear the police just arrested a, 
you know, child rapist and he was sentenced to life in prison. My immediate response to that isn't, well, you know, the prisons are wrong and, you know, the state shouldn't be doing it. My immediate response is I'm glad that a rapist is a child rapist is never going to be able to hurt anyone again. Yeah. My disagreements with the state and that it imposes a monopoly of violence and all that stuff aside, that's a philosophical thing, which I still believe. But at the end of the day, like because they have that monopoly, I want them to get the child rapist and put them in prison. I just want them to leave. Exactly. I want them to leave people that aren't harming other people alone. So, yeah, I mean, I I would be willing to say that a fraction of what the government does is perfectly fine. It's just that we think that that fraction should be, you know, privatized. Right, right, right. Well, really all of it should be privatized, but, but even that fraction that they do that we're okay with would be better served by, by competing providers than by a monopoly. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly that. But yeah, so I think I joined the army because uh, um, I felt bad um, when I was younger okay. because of 9-11. You know, I actually dealt, and I don't talk about this often because I, it's not a card I pull, you know. I've dealt with racism as a kid and, like, just kids being complete assholes because I'm, I'm a Muslim. And, oh, okay, because you're Arab yeah, and Muslim. Just right? moved here. We had just moved here in 2000 and, like, 2001, 9-11. And, you know, I I was confused because, like, my parents are good people, you know, and my family are, are good people. But then there right. are these Muslims that flew into airplanes, into buildings. And now that's what people think when they when they see Muslim. Right. And I don't blame them for that, because because, like, if you don't know anything about Muslims other than just now, a bunch of a bunch of them flew airplanes into your buildings. I can understand why people would hate Muslims if that was your only exposure. Right. Yeah, it, duh. Like, what else? What else? That's what I would think, too, you know? But, you know, slowly over time, people are getting exposed to Muslims more and more and just other cultures, and they're realizing that we're not all like that. Right, right. And, so, yeah, so I, I think I answered what you were saying about the military and stuff. Well, so you did. I had some additional questions, if you're okay with, with answering it. Um, so you you joined. Was it anything close to what you expected when you signed up, or were you shocked? Or I mean, everybody deals with the culture shock of the Army, um, but... It was better than I expected because nobody mistreated me in any way, which, oh, okay. well, except except one guy. But like literally one guy, he was my sergeant, but he apologized years later. So hmm. we're on good terms now. Good, good. So, so you know, you know, dude, I I have dealt with less racism from military people than I have from non-military people. It's hilarious. That doesn't surprise me, though, because military people actually have a lot more exposure to Muslims than non-military people. So so there are those ones that come away battle hardened that just hate all Muslims because they were in, you know, combat situations. And yeah, yeah. When I see a fellow vet talk about how they were bombed and, you know, uh, Muslims were killing them and their buddies. I'm like, well, we you kind of were told to go over there. So. (laughs) That's to be expected. They were killing you because you went there, right? But yeah, yeah, no, but... Not that I'm justifying, obviously. No, 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 no. But, and, and the interesting thing, and I say that to these people, is I say, look, okay, great, you have this association with, with you know, Muslims as being 
bad because you were in a you know combat situation with them how do you think muslims think about americans as this abstract idea when their only exposure to americans is drone bombs and you shooting at their cousins and or yeah. them or you know like that's you know blowback's a real thing and I, you you said we're, we aren't raised as and we aren't born ancaps i voted for bush to get reelected in 2004 because i thought the iraq war was a good thing so if we're going to say that you know you were complicit in that because you 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 know participated in in you know in in fighting in Iraq then I was every bit as complicit for voting for it um and we all have to you know make peace with the fact that we've done things that we don't necessarily agree with now and acknowledge that there are people that are not where we are on their path and we have to message them in a way that isn't going to you know make them hate us yeah and my reason for joining is everybody has their own reason for joining like right. it's very individual some join because their their parents did it, their family did it uh because they're patriotic in the traditional sense right like all of it and the the, the first thing they're the first thing they aren't thinking about is like murray rothbard's view on on war you know <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so or even can, ron paul they're not thinking of any kind of philosophical thing they're thinking of yeah it's it's yeah. the military oh look everybody joins the military it's a normal thing as right exactly as for the the history of our species really right Right, right, exactly. So, um, so then, what is I have forty six here? Does that mean anything to you? Forty six, forty six, forty six. What? I don't know. I'm gonna assume that that wasn't supposed to be there. Okay, so, uh, so okay, cool. So yeah, so that's sort of how I feel about that as well. I wanted to ask you. So we're both ANCAPs. I would say that our political beliefs are almost identical, um, and I. I, I, so it has been fun to watch you go to Trump rallies and see the reaction that that you're creating with that. I definitely uh, can appreciate how much Trump angers uh, the progressive left. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate his entertainment value in certain aspects of that. I'm just curious how it hasn't really ever occurred to me, like, to go to a Trump rally or wear a MAGA hat. And yeah. so my question, do you have your MAGA hat? Do I have it? Yeah, do you have it on you? No, I gave it to my my little sister who voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so then um Oh, that's what it is. Okay, never mind. Uh Okay, good. So everyone just imagine him wearing a MAGA hat. So I have a Make America Gay Again hat in my car. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you had the So that's the other MAGA hat. Is the yeah. Make America Gay Again hat. You um one when I first heard of you it was that you were kind of live on, you were on CNN and other networks talking about your opposition to uh, oh, yeah. Trump's proposed Muslim ban. Um, I, I'm interested. So two things. One, I guess I'll start with this. What was your motivation, your inspiration to to get out there in public and, and do that? And how did those opportunities become available to you? Uh, Jack Hunter, man. I don't know if you know Jack Hunter. He I know the, of him. I don't know him personally, though. Yeah, he was pretty big in like conservative radio from okay. South Carolina, where you mm -hmm. are. Yeah, um, he was he was called the Southern Avenger. <laughs> uh, awesome guy. And then he did, you know, he was the editor in chief of Rare right. Politics. Either the whole Rare, no, it was Rare Politics because mm -hmm. there are other sections. Right. And he interviewed me because of our friend Zuri. I guess mm. she brought me up. And this was when Trump 
some guy stood up at a Trump rally and said something about getting all the Arabs out of here, you right. know? And then, like, the next day, somebody had asked Ben Carson if Muslims should be allowed in office, and he said no. Right. Yeah, and, which I think... I, the, uh, so that was worse than what... Like, Trump didn't even answer that. He didn't want to. Right. All right. he said was, we're looking into it. That was really the beginning of it. So actually, Ben Carson's answer was a lot worse than Trump's at that time. <laughs> um. Because he was talking, I mean, Trump was talking about not bringing in new Muslims. Ben Carson was saying Muslims, like even you that were born here, shouldn't be able to run for office because yeah, you know, the, yeah. The, the skewed idea that you can't exactly represent yeah. that you can't uphold the Constitution and be a, a, uphold Sharia law at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And Trump actually kind of like rolled his eye and he was like, is this really something we need to be talking about? <laughs> like he said something like that. It was pretty funny. Right. But yeah, so Jack wrote an article called This Muslim Should Run for President. And he just talked about what I did in college, the uh, Leadership Institute stuff, Young Americans for Liberty. The military was a big thing. Right. You know, basically saying, look, there are people like Muhammad that would be good in office, basically. And I guess since Jack has a lot of contacts in the media, I assume he pushed it to somebody. It's oh, I'm you. sure, and and I think you also filled a narrative too that you were a you were a a Muslim who had served in the military and who was speaking out against you know speaking out against Trump. So if someone wanted to say, oh well, yeah, he's a Muslim, he doesn't care about America. Well, he served in the 82nd Airborne. So you know if that's your concept of what it means to care about America, then he cares more than you did probably. So yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> and like you know when I'm trolling around on different articles on Facebook, you know, and I see. Somebody saying something stupid about Muslims, I'll always just respond with a picture of me in uniform. Right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like I said uh, earlier, a lot of times there are people that haven't served. It's absolutely hilarious. Oh, civilians are, are like the most. When I was a neocon, I would say stuff like, I don't know why they don't just go in there and kill I don't know. <laughs> the, 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 the Shia. The, who was the guy that the he led the, the Shia militias in um, Iraq? In Iraq, um, oh man, I the one that see. died a couple years ago. I don't even know. I haven't been following it to know if he died, but he was the head of the Al Baghdadi. No, that's the ISIS guy. And he, oh, never mind. This was the head of the Shia militia. <laughs> I don't that, know. That caused a lot of problems. This would have been like I think this would have even been before you served. This was like in 0304. Oh um, yeah, that's yeah, far. like early on 0405 something like that. And I was like. Why don't they don't just go in there and kill him? And I remember I was talking to someone who had already done a tour of service in Iraq who was like, yeah. you don't get it. It's not like this isn't Call of Duty. You can't just, you know, open up into that screen and start shooting people. And I'm like, they need to just do it. So, you know, being civilian and supporting the war allows you to be, you know, a lot more um, uh, brave in your talk because you don't have a concept of what that actually means, what it is you're advocating Yeah, what for. it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone that said, and it wasn't for the reasons I did, they were like, you should have to serve in the military to vote. And at first I was like, no, you shouldn't. And I thought, man, you know what? I think there'd be a lot less war if only people who served in the military would vote. Can you repeat that? No, I said, I said, I think that um, if only people that served in the military could vote, there'd probably be a lot less wars. Because oh, yeah. The the anti war the first anti war people I was exposed to that that weren't just like leftists that were mad because it was Bush were veterans who were yeah. you know Ron Paul supporters because they were saying like this isn't working so 
Um, so now you've gone to your your beliefs haven't changed. I don't believe, but um, I'm you know what would you say precipitated you were getting more involved with like Trump rallies and and you know uh, you know supporting Trump for reelection and those types of things. Um, is it just what he's done that's changed, or would you say you've changed, or what, what would you say caused that? Dude, it's probably it's probably a mixture of both. Like, I was comp- completely baffled. I was hanging out with Matt, right, the other host of the show, right, and we were at Low Tide, a couple of blocks from here. It's a Kava bar. We were, you know, watching the election results. I was baffled at the the complete. Uh, how, how do how do you how do I explain it? derangement you know like the old trump derangement syndrome trump derangement syndrome yeah people were losing it i was like what the hell <laughs> like obviously like if government is obviously a problem if one person is gonna make you lose your shit uh lose your <clears throat> it's it's okay it's okay this lose is your, like, we're on like the muddy waters media we swear occasionally so that's fine okay yeah <laughs> lose your crapola Actually, I've done. I've, I've been doing pretty good. You've been good. good. We are. How far into this are we? We're twenty six minutes in, and you've sworn once. No one yeah, even that bad. So yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, man, like people losing their minds over it. I was like, seriously, like <laughs> over one guy was right. a better option. You know, that was the other thing. I was like, you really think Hillary's a better option? That's that's, that's right. your. That's why you're going crazy right now, right? And like you think. T- like the constitution is there and it does res- does enough to restrain a lot of the bad things that I was worried about Trump. And then he never actually went into deporting Muslims, you know, I was like, okay, okay. And, um, and then um, what else? Oh, a lot of his economic stuff. I like, except for the tariffs. Like I right. think he's got on everything else. I haven't seen one thing so far. He, dude, he's cut more red tape than any other president in a, in a, since probably Carter, because Carter was a big deregulator. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, that's the story of Carter is is lost in the Iran Contra and Reagan and all of that. He was a, a um, I mean, he wasn't a conservative by any stretch of the imagination, but he did a lot to deregulate that people don't feel like he liberated. He liberalized the economy in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. He, the, dude, Carter is the reason why um, Carter deregulated the like airplane prices for tickets because yeah. yep. I didn't know this. It yep. used to be regulated, mm-hmm. and now you know you can. I can go from here to New York and back for with for like one hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> like that's awesome. That's that's because of Carter. Thanks, Same Carter. Companies should be able to compete with each other rather right. than have a set price on everything. Right, right, right. Um. I went off on a tangent. Oh, we're talking about Trump. Yeah, about Trump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, honestly, man, the biggest thing is like, like, uh, you know, when people make that joke, like to own the liptards, like, no, I don't want I don't want to. I don't like Trump to own the liptards. Own the liptards, all right. It's absolutely hilarious how liberals will usually go bonkers over him to the point that they want him impeached and have a social conservative become president. Mike Pence. We, yeah. we, were, we were talking about that on on the show last night where it was like, and we talked about your electric fence Pence memes and we're like, yeah. did they forget what happens when the, like, first of all, it'd be the first time that a president actually was convicted in an yeah. impeachment. Obviously, because impeachment is just, yeah. Yeah, impeachment just means there's a trial. Now, Reagan or uh, Nixon did resign. 
Um, so, so, you know, that could happen. He could, you know, resign, but then that yeah. means Pence is president. Yes. Everything you were afraid that Trump was going to do, there is and a Pence, legit chance of Pence doing. Pence is a well-spoken guy too. Right. Like they always talk about how much of an idiot Trump is, which, okay. Yeah, he is. But Pence isn't an idiot. Pence knows how to talk. He's, he's a charming guy, you know? Right. So that's an even bigger nightmare, really. <laughs> <laughs> You can't pull that on him. He talks well. I thought when Trump nominated, you know, picked uh, uh, Pence as his vice president, I'm like, well, there you go. Now he's impeachment proof because they're going to be so scared of Pence that they won't even talk. They are so, and it is, it's Trump derangement syndrome. They're so outraged at the concept that Trump won. Yeah. And it's like they're not even realizing what the alternative would be at this point. Exactly. And I saw you guys talk talk about it last week. this week, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Kavanaugh, yes. not destroying women's rights. He did not force which all a women lot of people to birth saw. Their babies. Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of people were saying that way before the vote that he actually is like a normal center conservative. You know, the first objections I saw to Kavanaugh were from conservatives and libertarians who didn't like the fact that a he was a bit of a centrist and b. He, I mean, I guess he's to the right of center, but he's he's more of a centrist than Trump could have picked in a in a Republican dominated yeah. Senate. Um, but not also, like, not like Neil before him. Like no, Neil Gorsuch is, was like, if anything, he was more he's more libertarian than conservative. I, yeah. I actually, uh, you know, I'm not thrilled with anyone being a judge, but of all the picks he could have done, I was like, okay, that's that one is is more palatable than than a lot of other ones would have been. But um. Kavanaugh also with his Fourth Amendment and Second Amendment stuff, he's actually he's going to be making some decisions down the pike that the left won't be too upset about. Um, so I was surprised yeah. that they, but it was literally because Trump nominated him. He's that people now, go crazy. He's going to rape everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like the the biggest the biggest takeaway from this is if you people think the presidency is so powerful, which it isn't, then we'd need to roll back some of those powers, which Congress failed to do today with the war powers. Oh, that's that right. The- they passed the thing that exempts this Congress from the War Powers Act or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it was like stuck in a farming bill or something. <laughs> yeah, it was stuck in like a nothing bill and they just put, it- oh, by the way, the war, war powers is canceled for the next, yeah. what, three years or whatever. Yeah, and, and Thomas Massey was going crazy about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so when you go to these Trump rallies, Yes. I don't even know where to go with it. So I guess I'll just, oh. how would you describe, so when you go to these Trump rallies, what is it you experience? Do you get blowback because you're Arab or people just feel you're never, there? Or? No one's ever looked at me weird. Like ever. And I've seen, I've seen black people there. Nobody oh, yeah, looks no. at them weird. You know, I have a friend here that hangs out at that low tech kava bar. He's, he's gay as shit. Oh, good. I said it again. I said the S word. <laughs> He's you're doing a great job, a flaming homo. And that's better. That's much better. Yeah. And him and his boyfriend go to the Trump rallies. They make out. Nobody looks at them weird. I'm like, they make out at the Trump rallies. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, that is funny. That I would I would that I would like to to witness for a moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody I'm sure if somebody in the crowd doesn't like it, they still have. I haven't seen anybody say anything about it. Well, I'm sure there are people against it, but they keep it to themselves or whatever. 
Exactly. And like, that's fine. You shouldn't be forced to like somebody. I was just right, talking right, right, right. about, oh no, that was on my, what was it? Oh, that was like the Chick-fil-A thing I posted. And mm-hmm. one of my friends said he didn't like, you know, the gays, he finds them insufferable. And I'm like, well, if, as long as you don't want to ban their lifestyle or make, you know, make their life any harder than yours right you can you're feel you're free to not like them you you can like or not like whoever you want exactly yeah yeah i don't care about people that don't like me as long as they're not trying to run over me with a car or whatever (laughs) or accuse you of wanting to run people over in a car or a truck or whatever Um, what did the truck of peace Um, yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's yeah i i I knew that when you would do the the rally, I knew you weren't going to have like a hate crime happen. But I was just, I, I thought, you know, I would think at least you'd get some dirty looks or whatever, because you're obviously Arabic. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's obvious I that know. you're that you're Middle Eastern descent. You've got the beard. Like, I mean, you're not shying away from your your Semitism at all. Um, yeah. Your Semiteness, but yeah. um, uh, so really, not even anything. No, dude. It's and, and that's one of the things that made me much more comfortable with coming out and even being more supportive of him you know and and his supporters because especially on feet like a lot of my a lot of my trump supporter friends who were trump supporters from like day one n- some of them were very are very good friends to me so it's not it's not as bad as these people on the left make it seem you know he's got loops he's got to jump through to do stuff and he's going to do what he can within his own power of the executive. And that's it, like any other president. Well, and with the exception of trade protectionism, he's not really governing any different than any of the last, you know, 10 or so neoliberal presidents we've had. Like, I mean, with, with two exceptions, one which is better and one which is worse. The, the, the better one is that he seems to be less, for all of his you know, bluster about, you know, uh, raining hell on, on North Korea or whatever. He's actually, he seems much more averse to actually using the military than at least the last few presidents have been. And the, the bad thing is his trade protectionism. That's, that's probably the one place where I guess Clinton, for lack of a better word, would have been, would have been better because she would have kept the status quo and, and probably expanded it. But, um, you know, he's not, I tell people when they'll say, you know, they'll talk about child separation or they'll talk about, you know, all of these different policies. I'm like, he's really just continuing what was already set ahead of it. His rhetoric is way different. He's the first president to try to appeal to the conservative base with his rhetoric in like 60, 70 years. What's that? That's, that's, you know, the whole populism thing. Right. He's the first, we've had a ton of populist presidents, but most of them were left populist. This is our first right populist president in at least our lifetime. But in terms of what he's actually doing, it's not a lot not that not that much different um, no it's not even the tariffs aren't that different they're not <laughs> that much different because there were tariffs before he became president so i mean it's yeah. it, 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 it it's it's a much more nuanced thing than people want to admit so i'm not quite there with you on the maga hats though uh but but i but i i also see i see what you're doing and you're also someone that like when you disagree with them you haven't jumped on the trump train like you you if you disagree with him you say you disagree with him if he does something you don't like you say that so i mean you're yeah, still but- you know, it's funny because my apparently I don't because people like miss those things when I say that. I, I don't. It's hilarious. I'm just like when people act like I'm a huge Trump supporter, I'm like, 
do you not follow me? Like, do you only have my your, your thing set to see Muhammad when he posts about when he posts Trump? nice stuff about nice Trump? About, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, that's it's silly. Especially me, a libertarian. Like, I'm gonna take a dump on everybody. <laughs> that's what this show is all about. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you know, like the, the Trump rallies were they're fun. One more thing, because this we had some um, really awesome viewer questions come in, um, and uh, but I, I had one more thing I wanted to ask you about um, before we continue. Um, yeah, and uh, this is because I have you on. Of course, we have to talk about my our favorite subject, which is Israel and the Palestinians. <laughs> of course, um, so. And I'm going to give you a chance to give your thought. My my thoughts on this are they're really like when I look at the whole issue there, I don't really see any good actors, right? So Israel was founded by communists, and now they use pretty draconian measures to you know protect their socialist state. And, was it really um, started by communists? Yeah, it was founded by Marxists. Um, wow. Yeah. So when people are like, "Oh, it's a Jewish state," I'm like, there really isn't anything about Judaism in the founding documents. There's the Jewish ethnicity and the the concept of of the the Zionist right to return and all of that, but it's not actually like it's not a a religiously Jewish state and and never has been. It's a secular state, and it was yeah. founded by Marxists. Um, and and now they you know they're 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 protecting their socialist protectorate state that they have. And then on the other side, you have. Fatah and Hamas, who they were founded not only to end the Israeli state, but to drive out all Jews from, you know, they say from the, what is it, from the river to the sea to drive out all Jews from from the Holy Land. Um, They're absolutely brutal. You could argue that they're even more brutal to their own people than than even to the Israelis. Um, Yes. I found that if I ever criticize one, I'm accused of supporting the other. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I criticize both, it takes too many words and I lose my colorful background on my Facebook posts. So yes. I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> but I noticed you don't talk a lot about the Middle East peace process or the Middle East conflict or whatever. Is it for similar reasons as me or completely different, um, you know, altogether? Yeah, for probably very similar reasons as you. Um, yeah. And that is something I've actually changed my mind on. Uh, I was When I was younger, I used to really hate Israel. Not Jewish people, not at all. But I used to really hate Israel. The Israeli state, right. Yeah, and Israel is a state, and I thought everybody is horrible over there, and then I grew up, basically. Um, that's all it is. Life's all about growing up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, I, you know, I started realizing that I'm doing to Israelis what rednecks that are bad, because I love rednecks. Um, <laughs> the bad rednecks, specifically the, the, red, bad the bad rednecks, rednecks right? <laughs> Due to Muslims and Arabs, you know, like right. they're just taking a small slice of the bad ones. And applying it to everybody else. So obviously not all Israelis like, are like that. Right. And, you know, I met a lot of Israelis here in the United States, like yeah. Israeli people. And they're cool as heck. You know, we even had Israeli neighbors and we were really good neighbors. And I just never understood my parents. They were really good friends with these people and they still hated, you know, Israel and everything about it. And they didn't right. trust Israelis. And I'm like, this is really confusing and weird. <laughs> and it's like they don't even notice, like. Um, the uh, the is uh, the Arabs uh, basically deported. I don't know what the number is, maybe a million Jews from all over the Middle East to Israel. Right to Israel, right hundreds. Of, I don't know if it's a million, but I know it's in it's in the hundreds it, of thousands. It is yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Jewish population is small, but it was big in, in 
all over the Middle East. Right. And so like they deported them and like that's not cool. That's basic that's they did what the Israelis did to the Palestinians. So how do you even have a leg to stand on? Right. You know, yeah. like if, if the Arabs hadn't done that, I can I can see, you know, even the Arab is the Arab Jews having not taken sides with the state of Israel. Right. Because they they didn't move there when if they hadn't moved there by then, they weren't planning on to until they got deported. Right. Yeah. I mean, most um, most Jews were fine with where they were until I mean, maybe they weren't treated quite as well as they'd like, but they weren't going to necessarily move to a new state. Um, yeah, they were kicked out. And so yeah. um, and a lot of the Palestinians were kicked out of their uh, countries, too. Um, I know in Jordan, at least um, in the what is it? Uh, uh, Black Sunday or Black Saturday, black something where yeah. they were the Jordanians um, that the the um, Arabs that were trying to return after the, I think, 1948 war, the or the Yom Kippur war, one of them, 1967 war, six day war, one of one of the wars. And they tried returning and, and, and went into refugee camps. And then the and they were Jordanian citizens and the Jordanians pushed them back into yeah. uh, killed a lot of them and pushed them back in. So, I mean, the 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 there's a lot of people to pity on both sides of that and to, and to, to empathize with, you know, where they are um, yeah, in their yeah. situation. Um, which is why I just, I find myself, you know, when people say, do you support the Jewish state? I say, I don't support any state. Like I don't support the American state. I don't support the state <laughs> of South Carolina. Like I, I don't support the concept of statism. If you're yes. asking me, do I think Jews should be allowed to live in the Levant or the, the Holy land? Yeah. Do uh, I think, but do I think Muslims and, and Christians and whomever else should be able to live there as well? Yes. Do I think that, that, you know, people should be trying to push people out of areas because of something like their ethnicity? No, because this isn't a, a private covenant community. It's, it's essentially a, a patch of desert next to the Mediterranean Sea. And you yeah. should really, you should let people, you know, that, that, are, you know, are, 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 you know, self-determined to, to, to do that. So, um, but yeah, so I was, I, I, I find when people especially Jews and Muslims that don't talk about it, it tends to be for similar reasons as you and me, that you can't really get into it with pe without people going. Like if you were to say something critical of uh, Netanyahu, something that I'd even agree with, a lot of people are going to be like, well, yeah, you're an Arab Muslim. Of course you don't like him. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you say something critical of, let's say, Hamas or Fatah or the PLO or, or you know whomever, um, you're going to get people going, you're a sellout to your race. And of course, you get the benefit of people accusing you of takia, um to uh, you know <laughs> to endear yourselves further with the the rest of the population, so you can behead us in our sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so sad, man. Like the whole Israel, the the whole Israel thing is before that. Like Muslims and Jews got along forever, very well. Yeah. Muslims like, and Jews fought Jews, against Christians during the Crusades, like yeah, yeah, or, or no, most yeah. of the Crusades. Jews escaped yeah. from from Christian nations <laughs> for centuries. I know. You know, like this is a very new thing that Muslims and Jews don't get along anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, no. you know, n not all Muslims and all Jews, obviously. Right, right, right. <laughs> the, 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 I feel like you have to like explain that away, but you know, somebody might be thinking that. Well, and a Jew and a Muslim talking about it. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I. I. So I was very, and I was just talking with Kareem El Sayed about this. Um, yeah. I was very anti-Islam. Um, yeah. And 
growing up, I wasn't ever raised to be anti-Islam. I was just always told um, the Arabs uh, want to kill you. Um, yeah. But not necessarily like all Arabs are bad, but like the Arabs are raised to hate you and want to kill you, which to some extent, a lot of that is true with a lot of Arabs, not obviously not all, but and not necessarily hate me, but the idea of Israel or whatever. But I wasn't as a kid, you're not given that much nuance. You're told the Arabs, you know, be careful of Arabs because they, they want to kill you. And there weren't a lot of Arabs here to begin with in South Carolina. So I'm like, OK, well, then I'll just steer clear of Arabs. And then later on, what's that? No, I'm just laughing. <laughs> yeah. So later on, um growing up and you know being kind of a neocon slash conservative i was just by default i was anti-islam and what i knew about islam came from right-wing sources and you know i was told about takia and i was told about sharia law and i was told about all these these you know different aspects of um of you know of uh uh you know laws that i think a lot of us are uncomfortable admitting are very similar to mosaic law but that's another subject um but you know i was told about all these things and um, when people started challenging me to, you know, do some research about it and I did, and I'm like, man, this is way more nuanced than, uh, than this whole black and white, you know, Islam yeah. versus the civilized world narrative that I've been told my whole life. Um, and it's, it's only recently, like you said, that there's been this sort of thanks to Wahhabists and the, the foreign governments that have helped to, to foster them, that they've really changed what Islamic society was like. It, you can't say that that for example Muhammad wasn't brutal in how he did his conquest but that's true of the Jews in the Bible too like i mean that was that that time and the christians were every bit as brutal like that's how people fought back then yeah exactly uh, it's <laughs> i'm just like yeah okay so well, what about today you know and exactly and... exactly <laughs> it's there's a there's a a video or two I've seen two videos so far, <laughs> funny enough, on memory, you know, memory TV. <laughs> I love memory. T- I just like memory memes. Yeah, memory memes are Like awesome. my profile picture, yeah. Uh, and there was this Islamic imam, and I don't know how he, I don't know if he's still alive or not. Um, <laughs> I think he was Saudi, but he was he was talking about the problems with the Middle East, and it's something that I absolutely agree with, and my parents, when I when I showed my my dad that the video, he hated it, and like most Arabs would hate it unless they're from here. Um, Which video is that? Oh, the one it, you were just talking about? Yeah, the guy. So the the imam is talking about the problems with with Muslims, especially like Arabs. Okay, how Arabs um, entered on the stage of history as conquerors and teachers, uh, and you know you had like the Baghdad House of Wisdom, the Islamic Golden Age of Knowledge. Right, so on, and, and all of our philosophers, doctors, all of that stuff. That, right, right, right. You know, and they still act like they are that, that they have nothing to learn from the West. Right. But there's a lot they can learn from the West. And if if they don't, because Arabs are very proud people, so you can't, you, well, you can, but you can't really tell an Arabic person they're wrong. You're literally attacking them. Right. It's, I mean, that's true of people in general, though. I mean, they oh, may yeah, be more pride-driven, but, but yeah. It's worse with Arabs, though. Okay. You can never tell them they're wrong. You know, me showing the, the video to my dad. Any any Arabic person looking at that, they, they would they would hate it. Um, because it, 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 it because he's talking about how wrong Muslims and especially Arabs are. Right. And they don't want to hear it. They still think that what they did a thousand years ago by introducing algebra is is 
matters now. It really doesn't. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what you should lean on today. Is yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and you see yeah. that with everyone. Like, I mean, you'll see Christians that'll start talking about, or you'll see the, like the, the, a lot of people in the alt-right and they'll talk about ancient Rome. And I'm like, that was 2000 years. Like what, this is what we're going, we went, we should be like the ancient Romans. And I'm like, you mean like the gay wrestling events they used to have in public with the kids? Like, I mean, th- this is, this is what we're going <laughs> like, since we're against degeneracy now, this is what we're, that's a whole other subject. But well, um, we should have uh, legions going around building roads. That was awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. We should definitely have the army making the roads. I, well, so that's what I thought of when I saw that Trump said, if Congress doesn't finish the wall, the military will. Yes. I was I, like, okay, yeah, that's what Rome did. <laughs> the legions are going to be out there. That's yeah. funny. I, I didn't make that connection, but yeah, it would be. But yeah, so and a lot of, I mean, you said that the, the Arab world or the Islamic world can, which are two, in many ways, two different. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive, but they're, they're yeah. two overlapping things. Malaysians, Egyptians, Bosnians, these are all very different types of Muslims. Yeah, they're all the Muslim world, yeah. but the, there's a lot of disparity in what they're going through. Um, yeah. But the Islamic world, or, and I guess more specifically the Arabic world, can learn a lot from the West, but they can also learn a lot from the Arabic world in the past and what they did to yeah. modernize, as opposed to this you know, Wahhabist push to... You know, you you look at, you know, someone showed me uh, videos of um, of what uh, Kabul used to be like and what yeah. um, Iran, Tehran used to be like and what, um, I don't think it was in Saudi Arabia, I think it was Egypt. It was like another major, oh, uh, uh, Beirut and Lebanon, what they used yeah. to be like. It was indistinguishable from any European country at the time. Yes. Um, very modern, very, I mean, if you look at old pictures of Bin Laden, he's like hanging out in a 57 Chevy and like, he looks like, you know, a, like any American kid would, except he was brown. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, and, and they would go, this was before Islam. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I don't think that's true. I think <laughs> Islam is from the eighth century, sixth century or something like that. I, don't, I think Islam was pretty well existent at that time. Yeah. And, and what it was was this was before Wahhab, and I know Wahhabism isn't the only the only um extremist sect, but it was before this extremism took hold, and it was in not necessarily our lifetimes, but in the last couple generations that it was completely different than it is now. So to try to say, oh, this is what Islam has always been like, is just as uh, uh, myopic and absurd as an Arab saying, well, you know, we created algebra, so don't talk to yeah. me about our problems. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, you know, so I'm going to say it right here on on the uh, on this episode, because this is a little, you know, people might turn off now. But <laughs> so I, re- I recently joined the Proud Boys. Right. OK. And one of their things is like they're Western chauvinists. The West right? is best. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I get the concept. I can agree to the idea that the uh, the Western philosophy brought the modern world to us so far. Um, But a lot of these kids, the the alt-right, for example, especially the alt-right. So there are alt-right members probably in the Proud Boys, but the Proud Boys are not an alt-right organization. Um, Because there's a lot of misinformation out there about them. Like there are a lot of brown people in the Proud Boys. The first um, Proud Boys I ever saw were was like a, a Cuban guy and a black guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So there's a lot of misinformation about them. Right. Um, but specifically, though, like the idea, I get it. But the alt-right especially, though, like do, do you not realize that socialism came from the West, you know, and communism? Like Marx and, is the West. Yeah, yeah. And fourth wave feminism, you know, like feminazism. Yeah. Um, for my female viewers, feminism is fine. I'm talking about like the feminazis. Yeah, red, red radical feminism, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the, all that stuff came from from the West, not anybody else. That that was introduced to the world by the West. So there are some good things that different regions in the world did, and some didn't. You know, Japan, Japan, like is where it's at, and South Korea because uh, of how much they opened up to Western ideas, and not their eastern ones nonstop. you know what i'm saying right and 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 the thing so i i get the idea of saying western civilization eastern civilization as sort of uh, baselines for what we're talking about but the reality is none of these civilizations existed in a vacuum right like yeah. it, the, the western civil you know this isn't wakanda china. like there was well, china, you know china and japan on their own did to but some extent about yeah. To some extent, to well, in the last couple hundred years, not so much, though. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, you're right. There was a period of isolation, but for at least the last, what, three, four hundred years, three hundred years, something like that, yeah. they've been fairly well open to the rest of the world. The yeah. The Middle East has always been, I mean, the Middle East has been the crossroads of the entire world. Um, yeah, know, yeah. So yeah. It, it's never been in a vacuum, and and, and, and the, the West has definitely not been in a vacuum. Um, yeah. I mean, so yeah, much of... Egypt. Go ahead. I was going to say that the Mediterranean was Rome, right? You know, a lot of these ideas did stick in in the Mediterranean. Exactly. And before that, it was Greece. The, yeah. Yeah, the Greeks. Well, the even then the the Greeks and the Egyptians, like the the Greeks didn't conquer Egypt. They like basically intermarried culturally. Right. right. Well, hold on. I mean, I'm talking before Alexander. Right. Alexander did conquer it, but right. Right. Regardless, yeah, you're right. It not it wasn't in a vacuum. Yeah. So that's you know, I, I get the the desire to say no everything because the, the, the prevailing uh I guess popular culture thing right now is, you know, whiteness is bad and you know, the Western civilization is bad and we have a thing or two we can learn from usually a a group that we may or may not have a thing or two to learn from. And so there's this sort of idea of like, well, no, the West is good and it brought this and it brought that. So I get that, but I, I think a lot of nuance is lost in, 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 you know, saying something like, for example, the West is best, or like you said, for the people saying, uh, you know, Air, the Arab world brought you algebra, you, you know, bunch of uncultured swine. Um, so, <laughs> so now we're going to get into the question phase of this show. Um, we got some, we got a couple of good questions. We got some questions that not going to repeat, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, so here's the first one from Eric, And let me tag Erica in this, in the comments. I just want her to see this. That's not going to work. Erica. I'm afraid. You don't. Oh, Erica, Erica with a K. Yeah, and I can't, I can't, if you can tag her, then I can't, it won't let me tag her. Um, okay. So if you want to tag her, that's fine. Um, so Erica Rodriguez asks, are we allowed to say Konyo? 
and, and this 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 goes to um i guess there was a little brouhaha in, in your comments one time where she said konyo which she was expressing exasperation and one yeah. of your friends accused her of calling my, her names my internet socialist girlfriend your internet socialist girlfriend so now you're on the record uh muhammad m shaker uh is it or is it not okay to say konyo on your timeline it is okay well I, because to, you know because so i i explained she was like hey she messaged me saying hey she she called me this word and i was like i don't know what that word means um so i was oh, the, like the, the girl that erica was talking with yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I said, "Hey, Erica, just try not to blah blah blah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica explained that, and she's—I mean, she is right about this. In different dialects, Konya means. Oh, she thought it mean. Uh, so to her, Konya means the c word. Right. But not to Erica, and I can understand that there are you know different uh, language things about it, but I'd rather people honestly just not say stuff like that because you're always gonna you're gonna lose the person you're talking to right so I mean, because I'm... you know that 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 girl um her name's megan she's she's cool you know like uh she so she uh <laughs> her and i got into it because she found a meme of mine right so she's from oh, okay. california she's from california obviously okay. and uh she said well not like i posted an npc meme and she was like well not like you don't didn't call us lip tards and snowflakes. And I was like, no, Becky, I didn't. <laughs> and, um, and then we went back and forth and then we became friends surprisingly somehow. Uh, and now we're dating each other online. Um, nice. yeah, very, very, very platonic and long distance. Um, dating but yeah, is dating. Dating is dating. We're dating over politics. Not really. I'm still single, <laughs> but, um, it's a, it's a, it's a segue into dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, she, she, she. We've had conversations. She, she can listen. Right. You know, and she's not completely. She's not completely deranged. She's not one of those ones. <laughs> That's good to know. She was actually yeah. she was decently debating her her talking points. They weren't going very far because she was debating talking points you would use with conservatives against libertarians. So it wasn't yes, really yeah. it wasn't yeah. sticking that well. But if yeah. we had been conservatives, we would have had very little to say. But like, for example, when she told me I wasn't being very patriotic and I'm like, yeah. that's correct. I'm not. I saw that way yeah. patriotic. So. So, yeah. Um, OK, so good. So we've covered that. Yeah. So yes, we can. Definitely, but you know, we can... like I just expand on that real quick. Sure. I actually prefer that people not call others names because. One, people are watching, and right. two, you're going to lose who you're talking to, and you're just never going to change any mind by that or have a conversation if that's all it's going to be. Right. I try to never do that unless it's like a complete asshole. Right. Then, yeah, I will say words to them. But if we're just having a discussion, I'm not going to say anything because if I'm right, I don't want them to, to already turn off and focus on the bad word I said. Right. Now, I will say in, in Erica's defense with Konyo. Um, no, you're good. It may I, be... I, I'm not mad at Erica. Yeah, no, 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 I know you're not. So it, it may be possible that that has, that some people use it that way, but I've always, like, from my relatively broad experience dealing with Latinos of, of Puerto Rican, Colombian, uh, um, uh, what else, Cuban descent, um, you know, I, I, when they say Konyo, it's like how we'd say 
like shit like you know like how we how we yeah. say you know just we're exasperated by the thing so i and i and i know so so i do know that so okay great so here's a question that's an actual that's a, a i guess a politicalish question um do you regard the per, this was from paul gordon who asks oh, hi, paul. <clears throat> paul gordon everybody um do you regard the perhaps self-implosive nature of the god king model as the real underlying cause of the death of civilization in 1177 BC, or do you ascribe the changes in climate and a series of catastrophic events like the Thera earthquake to that precipitous decline in civilization and the sudden vaporization of multiple empires? Can I get that in a text somewhere? <laughs> yeah, that's so. I Googled this just so that I, I could say I, anything I, about it. I had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, but God King, is he talking about the Aztecs? No. So this was, uh, so 1177 BC, and I know this because I Googled it before the show. Um, that was when the sea people attacked the Egyptian empire. Oh, they attacked they, everybody. That was they, the that was the Bronze Age, Age collapse. Yes, the, the the collapse of the Bronze Age. And so, even though they were able to push back the Sea People, they it, they never fully recovered, and they sort of declined from there. And then that that yeah. led way to the the beginning of uh, sort of a dark period that then led to the I guess Iron Age. Yeah. So what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that it was the God King model? I uh-huh. guess like the monarchy that they, the yes. king was God. That, or, that was the real cause of the death of civilization, or do you think it was like the earthquakes and climate change and all the other catastrophic events? Earthquakes. Because so you, the, the, are, like, you, are, are you the, good with bringing back the God King? Yeah, we should. <laughs> as long as it's a Roman God King. Because the West I love, is best. I love Rome. I don't know. But yeah, man, um, I think it, I mean, I'll have, I'll, I mean, <laughs> here. it has to be earthquakes and climate change because like the Indus River Valley civilization was nowhere near being attacked by the sea people and they completely disappeared. So that's the only thing that you can apply to all of them. Right. And there was a major change in temperatures and, and then a bunch of, as a result, disasters that happened that destabilized what were relatively. And that was a time of uh, really, that was like the first time of global trade or something close to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's yeah. what we think, Paul. We 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 like the God King model over here. Yeah, God King. We God King all the way. We just want each individual to be the God King. Yes, of their own property. Roman Empire in their house. Yes. <laughs> so okay, this question from Kareem El Sayed. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Is Muhammad M. Shaker single? Lovey emoticon, heart emoticon, emoji. Tongue emoji, squirt, squirt, squirt emoji. Squirt, squirt. <laughs> it's still funny envisioning it's, that. It never stops being funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am, I am single, and ready to mingle. Ready to mingle, everyone. Yeah, I need a power. I need a. I need a. I need a powerful uh, libertarian wifey before Ancap I fall in love with another lefty because I keep doing that for some reason. Ancap waifu. Yeah, is what is what uh, is what you need. Don't, like, I said, like I tell people, I, I married a Canadian liberal, so I I'm not one to talk. Well, you know, I, I don't have any issues with. I've always, for some, like literally, I've always dated left lefty girls. I don't know why that is. 
because I'm a masochist and so <laughs> like to expose yourself to pain. Yeah. <laughs> Unnecessary pain. I guess I'm in the same boat as you because I married yeah. one that's like to, to the left in Canada. Like yeah. she doesn't like American politics because like no one here is anywhere near what she would be okay with on the left. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, then I'm fine with you not voting here. <laughs> Good with that. That's our, that's our we're side. Not, that, we're not going to deport her. We're not going to, we're definitely not going to deport her. Um, uh, we're definitely not going to deport her. Um, so, okay, here's another question. Another, this is a good one. This is from, oh man, I, I didn't write down who this was from. Hold on one second, I can tell you. Not that it necessarily, <laughs> Jack Blakely. Jack Blakely, good friend Jack, asks, do you believe China is practicing debt trap diplomacy to further their one belt, one road initiative, specifically in developing nations, or is China's growing foreign infrastructure investment simply to prepare for and facilitate an increase in trade? I would honestly say it's the second one. I think they're just trying to increase trade, that's all. That's I mean I don't think there's anything colonial about them. No, I mean all major states are are using trade to some extent to grow their yeah influence in that region and you know china growing its its influence on a global level is a very new thing yeah forever like they built a freaking wall around their country you know and they've always been very by themselves and didn't really interact much with anybody aside from you know until they got the silk road built well, it's not a real road, but you get the concept. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Well, but yeah. Their, their exposure to outside countries, outside civilizations was people trying to conquer them and destroy them. So, I mean, that's yeah. sort of understandable. Yeah, yeah. They had sort uh, of a North Sentinel East approach to uh, to, to diplomacy. Mm-hmm. So. I think they're just trying to expand their trade, man. I think China's going to become capitalist soon. Like even more capitalists. They're working their way. So, I mean, at this point to call, because someone was like, well, how can you say communism's bad when China is the fastest growing economy? And I said, they're well, not first, really, they're so, not communist. They're not as socialist as they used to be. Like they, their, their central planning is, is, so, uh, I just, I talked to a guy, I talked to a guy in, in an Uber ride about this, surprisingly, how he was writing a book about how when China started, deregulating and opening up the markets is when they started increasing in prosperity. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like it, you, you open the markets and you open trade and you have more prosperity. Um, the, 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 the less of a choke you put on people's human action, you know, with government, the less you do of that, the more it helps things, you know, China, China, Chinese communism was the great leap forward where, as many as, you know, 80 million Chinese people die. That's communism. What they're yeah. doing now is more of a centrally planned mixed economy. It's certainly centrally planned. It is built on debt. Their economy is incredibly precipitous, but people aren't starving to death like they were. I mean, it's, yeah. it's still better than that. There was a meme I saw that said, um, it said, you know, real communism has never been achieved. Real capitalism has never been achieved. The difference is that almost communism results in people dying and almost capitalism results in people being fed. So, yeah. you know, 
even though neither one has come to its true full final form or whatever, one results in people, you know, getting worse off and one results in people getting better off than they, than they were. And China is now in that better off phase. And, and the other thing that's interesting that's happening is there is a underground of, and this might be true with Muslims as well, but there's a massive growing of Christian converts there and they keep it under, under, because it's, it's not illegal to be Christian, but it's, it's illegal to worship in a lot of ways and it's illegal to share it and things like that. You know, is there a possibility China becomes the, the, the Christian capitalist, you know, empire that the alt-right is dreaming of? Well, there are more Muslims, I think, in China than Christians, right? That's the problem. It's There's hard to track, re- right? Like, they don't, you don't really know. Yeah, and I think they actually, they, they do some really bad things to the Muslims over they there. They do terrible it's things, yeah. It's pretty horrible. And I've seen people, you know, I've seen alt-right morons, like, cheer it on. I'm like, you're cheering on a, 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 a communist and they, and that's the part that's still communist is this like enforced atheism yes, yes, and yeah. and and I'm like they do that to Christians too like wh- you know yes. you're you're getting happy that people of faith are being destroyed for their faith or, yeah. or you know being you know uh, victimized because of their faith and you know being forced to eat pork and all this stuff and it's like but they do that to Christians too they do that to anyone it's not because yeah. they're muslim it's because they believe something other than the you know supreme state yeah. So and that's why that's why communists are are don't hate religion because oh it's in the way of the state, yeah. Because you keep you tell yourself that God is going to make it better. Whether God is real or not, God doesn't have to be real, but if God's going to make it better, you're not going to become a revolutionary. There's no reason to. If you have a well, faith in something, life, you know, you right. you get yeah. If you have a faith in something bigger and if you believe that your life is inherently valuable because your creator made you you know fear you know in in the in the bible it says something about you know in in and this is see and i, I don't so the what the jews call tanakh and what the um what the christians call the old testament is mm-hmm. that i know that you, so this is what i get confused about in the quran is 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 the part that talks about like "Quote unquote Old Testament stuff is that was that rewritten in the Quran or is it like how ours is where it's pretty much the exact same text? Well, no, it's not the exact same text, but okay. There's a lot of this. I mean, I think all the stories are pretty much the same, except probably except for the whole Ishmael thing. The the Israel and yeah, the the Ishmael and and um Isaac. Uh, yeah, Isaac, Isaac. Yeah. Um, but so okay, so it's not so like in the in both Tanakh and which is the Jewish Bible and. Yeah. And in the, the Old Testament, the same prophets, yeah, right. But they, but they're not verbatim. So like the the Christian Bible or the Christian Old Testament and Tanakh are pretty much old are pretty much verbatim. So yeah. Um, but but in in Tanakh and in Old Testament, it talks about being that, and I'm sure something similar in Quran that you know we were made, you know, we were fearfully made individually by God. If yeah. you don't believe that, and if you don't believe there's anything inherently. Or if you do believe that, and you believe there's something inherently special about your individual life, then why the hell would you sign up for a collective that you know turns yeah. you into a cog in a machine? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and that's that's why they're atheists. And I have never, I don't think I've ever met a Christian communist, <laughs> honestly. I I recently have, and, How, and really? yeah, just yeah, just recently. And so it appears that this is so what they um what they lean on is a handful of parts of the new Testament that talk about charity. 
Yeah. Which with is... zero context whatsoever. And it's like, okay, but that's talking about choosing to help people. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah, it, Jesus you know, didn't say for you to grab a sword and tax people. Right. It doesn't say that. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't say you have to take everything from everyone and collectivize it and distribute it out, you know, the way that, you know, Marx wanted to. Um, and, and, and what I always go to them with is, so in, in Old Testament, in New Testament, there's uh, a story about, it's called the parable of the, the rich man or story of the rich man or whatever. Uh, uh, a very rich man comes up to uh, Jesus and I'm, I'm going to destroy this story because I don't remember it specifically, but basically says, how can I be closer to you? And Jesus says, have you done this? And he says, yes, I've done this. And he says, well, have you done this? And he says, yes, you've done this. And he, and he goes through a few things and then he says, okay, sell or give away everything you own. Um, come with me and, you know, join me as I, as I go and, you know, spread the gospel. And yeah. the, and it says that he walked away sad, that the rich man walked away sad, presumably because he wanted his stuff more than he wanted to go and join. So he didn't join him. He didn't join him. And, and, Jesus didn't make him. He respected his private property and said, okay, he's chosen not to join me. I'm going to go do my thing. Um, that alone refutes capitalism or uh, communism. So anyway, um, I could go into that all day long. But yes, I have recently learned of Christian communists. And it's very, very easy to debunk what they have to say because it's nonsense. Yes, um, it's, it's the same thing with the Muslim commies that I've been seeing. Because there's nothing at all in the Quran that comes close to being a collective except for the idea of the ummah you know the 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 muslim community but but that's that, true and i mean every religion has the you know in christianity it's the church the church yes right yeah church. so it's the same yeah. thing right right yeah. yeah yeah that's the only thing like the Maha, the prophet you know he married a rich woman that was a traitor and, you know, he respected her property. He didn't take it. He worked for her. And, you know, it, working hard is... So there's this um, there's this hadith, right, where the prophet was entering the mosques to pray. And he uh, sees, you know, people. And then he leaves, comes back. And he, he starts noticing this one individual that's always there praying to God, you know. Okay. And so he asked, hey, who is this guy? And they said, oh, it's blah, 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 son of blah, blah, blah. And he was like, how is he able to be in the mosque and praying all the time like this? And they said, well, his brother takes care of him. His brother works and does this, and he takes care of him. And he said that Allah, God, will build a house for his brother and not for that guy. Because he's working. Oh. Yeah. So the guy praying nonstop, that doesn't mean anything to God. You have to actually work and do something. Right. Because there's the the five pillars, right? So there's uh, uh, charity. I'm not, I'm, I'm, if there's an yeah, order, yeah. I'm not going to do it in the order. Um, uh, charity, uh, tithing, or that is tithing. Uh, charity, yeah. prayer, okay. fasting, the Hajj, and yeah. the fifth one that I'm not remembering. Me too. <laughs> that makes me feel better. It's been a while, <laughs> but you can't. But the point is, you can't just pray. Like, okay, yeah, right, you're yeah, praying, yeah. but that's not it. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. and that's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. So it's it's you definitely you know communism. 
communism itself is is built around like atheism is one of the tenets of communism is is that religion is the opiate of the masses and that it's 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 a it's a it's a oppressive tool used by the owner the you know landlord class or the owner you know the oppressive class against the oppressed class and that you know you have to you have to shed it uh, and the bourgeoisie have to shed it as well in order to be able to achieve you know to unshackle themselves and and achieve the communist you know, collective utopia. So yeah. how is that Christian or Muslim? <laughs> like I, yeah, it isn't. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'll have to get a Christian communist on and then you can call him. We'll beat him up. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, that was all of my questions before. I, and thank you. Again. I've been wanting so long to get you on. Thank you so much for, for coming on. You oh, are definitely, yeah, we're definitely going to have you back on before I let you go. Any, uh, final thoughts that you want to share any any upcoming stuff you want to plug any anything that you have to say um the the floor is yours um keep watching the muddied waters of freedom uh hopefully i'll start coming back on the show again yeah we're excited to have you on more yeah i hope everybody enjoyed it because i had a lot of fun that was a yeah i i'm i'm always happy when you're on so yes check us out check out all muddied water stuff muhammad will be on more and more on that and uh and um and yeah, check out Muddied Waters, Muhammad Waters. Check out the Muhammad Waters. waters. <laughs> Bathe yourself in the Muhammad Waters. Um, so Muhammad, thank you again so much, my friend, for coming on. Uh, stick around with me. I'm going to talk with you during the outro. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on My Fellow Americans. Thank you for rejoining us when the live feed went down uh, and yeah, came back on. Yeah, yeah. Thank, th- thank you for that because uh, you're the real ones who came back. Um, uh, so thank you for coming on. Uh, join us tomorrow where I am told that Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, will be the guest whoop, whoop, uh, Will be the guest for Matt Wright on his show, The Writer's Block, tomorrow. I don't know the time. It'll be in the evening. Um, and then join us again on Tuesday uh, for, the, uh, for the, the Muddy Waters of Freedom, where we'll be talking about all the fun stuff that happened over the last week. And then join me next week, right here on the internet, on Wednesday at probably, uh, let's say, 8, 7.30, I don't know sometime in the evening where I will be interviewing Shelby Steele, who is a uh, 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 free speech attorney in DC. We're going to be talking about free speechy stuff. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. So guys, thank you so much for joining again. We will see you tomorrow at the writer's block and then again next week and all the things I just said. So thank you again for joining and God bless you.
at the least slightly like-minded. Indeed, the life I've lived brings light to kindness. All you need is a sign. Put a cease to the crimes. Put an ease to the minds like mine. Sometimes darkness is all I find. You know what they say about an eye for an eye in a time with the blind leave the blind. Who am I to deny? I would cry when a loved one dies. I recognize that body outside for the holes in the body that was alive. Now we find a chalk outline. Find out how, but you never know why. It ain't even make it to the news that night. It ain't even make it to the news that night. That's my sister, mother, father, brother, son. That's one of mine. All these tears, I close my eyes. Open up the only find. 